Show is brought to you by Johnston Group, Vittorio Rossi, Trans Canada Brewing, Lou Ferlin, Cambrian Credit Union, and Homefield. show is brought to you by Johnston Group, Vittorio Rossi, Trans-Canada Brewing, Lou Ferlin, Cambrian Credit Union, and Homefield. All right, good evening, everybody. Sorry about the double dose of the introduction, but uh, in order for me to be joined by a couple of guests this evening, uh, we needed to send the link out. And uh, it wouldn't be a Friday night without some technical difficulties for the Kenny and Rennie show. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Nice to see the chat room already fired up and ready to roll. And yes, uh, it is Ken Weeb starting off the show. Uh, Sean Reynolds uh, has had a absolute travel bit of mayhem uh we had (laughs) we had some travel struggles of our own uh mike mcintyre of the winnipeg free press and myself um taking the scenic route from new york city when our flight to toronto was canceled Uh, our, our rescheduled plan was to show up on sunday evening so that would have missed uh, two games for uh, for us and considering the magnitude of the friday night affair against the colorado avalanche uh, that was not in the cards so we flew to arizona yes i understand it's the wrong way but when the jets are uh, you know playing an important game and when the flight options do not include toronto or minneapolis there are not a lot of direct uh, routes for us to get to winnipeg after losing the denver and chicago directs on united during COVID, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, We're here to discuss the Jets' most recent defeat, a 5-1 loss to the Colorado Avalanche, and uh, I'm not going to get into the soliloquy here out of the gate. We've got uh, got company. Um, I'm hoping Sean uh, gets home smoothly on Saturday. Smoothly will include a layover in Calgary, unfortunately for him, but uh, he should be back for Sunday's show. And without any further delay uh it's time to bring down the hammer wow okay 
<laughs> there we are. There we are. Kenny, I, I enjoyed the song so much that I cut it a little bit short. Yikes. Kenny, you're all, yeah. It's, oh, it's, for two. Oh, oh, for two. two. This is your okay. thing. Have you killed okay. the, uh, It's good to see people are here. Did you, yes. kill, did you kill them with your kindness before you, you brought me on? Oh, boy. Not much of a soliloquy today, uh, Hammer. Um yeah, man. Uh, you know, you know what? Let's. Uh, I want you to hold that thought, and we're going to have some more tunes here. Uh, some people were calling for this also, so let's bring in another guest. All right, there we go. Fill up that screen. They were all asking for it. Not just oh, some easy people. Now. Okay, come on. Do, 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 would you like to make the whole show today? Would you, would you like to make the whole show today? Come on now. <laughs> all right, welcome Scott Billick, also of the Winnipeg Free Press. Uh, Jeff, you're in the nope. building here. What? No, nope. come on. He doesn't. We're not. We're colleagues. We're not teammates. Well, I guess uh, come on. No, we're not teammates. I work for Sorry, the Winnipeg, Winnipeg Sun, Sun buddy. Yeah, when yeah. did I say Free Press? Just now. Oh goodness, well, <laughs> well then. Hey, you want to uh, just we're, we're running on no, a little. No, let's just get into the. Let's just, just cancel the, the show. Cancel the let's show. The, the, the lamp lighter, and then we'll do the. You know, the blah blah. We'll wrap things. Oh you my know, god! Incredible. Us to go off on this game. Well. Incredible stuff. Uh, hang on a second before you get rolling here. Uh, quick shout out to Frankie and the crew at Vittorio Rossi. Uh, we appreciate your support and you help, uh, you know, make myself and Sean Reynolds uh, look good when we can. And, uh, you know, go see the crew over on Corridan for your looks and tell them Kenny and Rennie sent you. Anyways, Jeff, you're in the building with me this evening. Mm-hmm. Scotty, you were watching very closely. Uh, Jeff, start with you. Uh, initial takeaways and, uh, you know, let's dig into the game first and then we'll get into the commentary, which <laughs> was certainly uh, plentiful, let's just say, after this 5-1 defeat for the Jets to the Avalanche. Yeah, I mean, a lot of words come to mind. But the one that, you know, that I keep thinking about, it's inexcusable. That effort was inexcusable. Good word. You know, I mean, this is one of those things where... Not even Rick Bonus has answers, and that's a tough one. Um, this is a team that, look, they came off a shitty road trip. They won one game out of, out of four. They're, they come home. They're playing a Colorado Avalanche team that we know is surging. This is, the thing about, this is the thing about professional sports, and particularly hockey, particularly hockey-mad markets like Winnipeg, right? You win tonight's game, and you change the entire narrative of the last month. Yeah. Like if th- this team, like th- th- what what bugs me about this team, is that they they don't see the opportunity, and then have guys after the game talk about how they were going out and trying. There was no, there was there was opportunities within that game to respond throughout the game, not necessarily to win the game, but to to look like you actually cared. I mean, all the things that Rick Bonus preaches, structure, you know. Uh, playing with emotion. Like, if you don't play with emotion, what's the point in playing this hockey game? Hard on puck battles, moving your feet. Not one of those things happened tonight. And in such a, uh, you know, in such an important game for this team, divisional rival, the chance, you know, we keep talking about how close the Winnipeg Jets are to falling out of the playoffs. 
picture, and they are, right? There's a good chance by the by the trade deadline they could be in a wild card spot, you know, with Calgary close to them, right? But 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 the reality is, is they're actually closer to first place in the Central Division, and they won't grab it by the nuts. And I don't understand this team. This team is. Like if it, like I almost feel great the fact that I'm not a fan of this team and that I that I went through you know the whole subjective view of being a journalist and and whatever because I couldn't imagine couldn't imagine caring about this club because <clears throat> the reality is is we're seeing the real Winnipeg Jets because how how like things are awesome when things are going well when 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 you're winning night in and night out when you're winning you know seven out of ten games constantly everything's great everyone wants to talk everything's fun you know guys personalities come through rick bonus is 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 able to tear a strip off players right like we leave those things we leave those post game thing uh post game interviews with rick and he's even during wins he's 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 demanding more from his team now we're looking at this club it's like but we talked all about all the winning right all the good times we but in that and we we've written about it we've talked about it on this show we've talked about it on other shows whether it be Haas, whatever is that what happens when this team actually faces some adversity this is what we're looking at right now we're looking at a 500 team pretty much over the last month and what was the other talking point <coughs> the games yeah. are only going to get more competitive they're only going to get harder well, guess what? The games are getting more competitive. The games are getting harder, and the Winnipeg Jets are getting worse. So my takeaway in this game is this team is not mentally tough. We're seeing the old Winnipeg Jets, that when they when they go through problems, it's woe is me. It's cutting off post-game interviews 90 seconds in to, to <laughs> nurse some of these players. It's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Like, it's this team has a massive problem. A massive problem, and I know that sounds crazy after everything they've done. I mean, one point out of the central, this team can't handle success. This team can't can't. I don't know what it is, man. It's just this weird, crazy situation with the Jets. And even after, even when you look at, you know, I'm rambling now, but look at Rick Bonus post game. He's he's not even saying anything. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like that was probably one of the more telling post game interviews was that like you know will the end like you know we'll see what the response is on sunday i thought the response was supposed to be tonight tonight yeah yeah and and and, and there was nothing and it was brutal <clears throat> you had to mercy pull your goalie after 40 minutes they scored yeah. 19 seconds this is the other part was it the third or second period i'm, I'm like so nine it was the second period 19 seconds they score did they almost score 13 seconds into the second yeah shot from yeah. the slot you know yeah. what i mean like it was just yeah. like it's just this got to be one of the more frustrating teams that when 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 shit hits the fan this team doesn't know what to do they don't you know and they feel sorry for themselves and they and they and they and they're just grumpy it's like there's no one of the things is there's no perspective in a lot of situations like this where it's like you have this opportunity to take over a division to you know to to really do something this year in a in a in, in a conference in a western conference that is is arguably anyone's for the taking it's looks like it's really looking like colorado's right now but it's just yeah. got to be so frustrating for fans to show up to games like this, watch a team on a Friday night with the opportunity to move into first place in the division <clears throat> and then lay an egg like yeah. that and absolutely show nothing to suggest that they're going to get out of this anytime soon. Scotty, how about your thoughts? Well, I mean, you know, if we can just repeat what Jeff said, but like, I mean, I'm, I'm don't the do way, that. Like, don't do that. Point to. Um, <laughs> you know, but I, you know, the way I look at it and the, the biggest telltale for me was in that it was a third period power play and Nikolai Ehlers just nonchalant little backhand pass right trying to you know hit the seam between two guys 
the defenders that were there and just goes and, and it's out. Like it, it was so lazy. Um, it, it just it showed that they, it just looked like they didn't care, right? I mean, you know, you, you don't have somebody come on. You know, like it's TSN. The other thing too is like TSN. You know, first period intermission. You know, the, the Jets don't send a guy out to talk like they normally do. Um, and we find out later as well. It's because you know, it was essentially what Jeff said. Uh, it, it, they don't want to. They want to protect these players from. But from what? Right? Like, what do you like themselves? Like it, this is the reason why they're here is because they've played so poorly in that first period. Somebody should have to answer about it. And they talk all year and all year, and they got this creed on the wall, and they talk about accountability. And then when it gets bad, like it did tonight, nobody comes out to even talk for fifteen seconds during on 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 the, on the broadcaster. And like I just like. And, and then you find out that while it was the PR guy that 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 pulled it and didn't want to do it, and it's just like, what, what are they doing there? Like, you know, send your best talker, send Brendan Dillon out. He was good after the game. Send him out and tell you know and talk about it. But I, I just don't understand. But I mean, to go to the game, it was poor puck management from the get go. Nineteen seconds in on the biggest game of the year, like bonus said after the Islanders game, they give up a goal. Then it's poor defensive coverage on the, well, both goals were essentially poor defensive coverage. Two of the first two goals are just poor defensive coverage on uh, defensive pitching. And the Jets have just forgotten that forwards are supposed to go back. And the whole thing that they've preached since training camp just out the window there. Um, Actually, there was on the first one, there, Wheeler was supporting, but they had some discombobulation. Josh cut across, I think, and that. Sure, going. whatever, so, whatever I mean, happened. Yeah, the second one, terrible. I didn't think there was any forward protection there. No, no doubt. there wasn't. Neil Pion goes up and pinches, and nobody comes back. And, 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 and well, it, it doesn't even matter. Like, I mean, you watch the Avs, and, and you watch them play. They're like two points behind the Jets now. But, I mean, the Jets couldn't gain the zone to save their life tonight. The Avs skated into the zone almost every time and, and gained possession almost the whole night, right? Um, you know, at one point, I, I don't know, I think it was – it was either Dylan DeMello or Neil Pionk lobs the puck to try and hit like Ehlers streaking down the left side. I mean, it's terrible passing the whole night. But it just it just looks like the Jets have reverted to like all their old ways, right? They start losing, as Jeff talked about, and then it just it, it runs right off the rails. And that's what's happened. It it it, it, it was embarrassing to watch that game um, tonight. And I mean, if you're a fan. I mean, you could see it. People were booing Connor Hellbuck, which I thought was absurd because he was the only guy <coughs> and has been the only guy. Awesome. And the only reason why the Jets are where they are right now is because Connor Hellbuck's going to be a finalist for the Vezina Trophy. And, like, it, it, the fans are giving him the Bronx cheer in, in the net for for yeah, making that was, the save. Uh, I didn't and it's just think like, that yeah, that was very first, smart. <laughs> no, but, like, the first goal, you give up a breakaway 19 seconds in because you haven't woken up yet. And and then, you know, the, the next goal, after you fight back, and arguably... You know, the Jets had a pretty good response to that. They get a goal on the power play, um, and, and it looks like everything's fine again. And then, right again, they, it just, you know, terrible defensive coverage, and they give up the 2-1 goal, and then that was it, right? Like, the team looks fragile right now. That, I mean, that would be the word that you, I think T-Will used it earlier, and, and that's what they look fragile. One goal, one bad goal, one bad goal, on way, you know, <coughs> given up on a way that they normally wouldn't give up a goal this year. And, and, you know, that's it. They're done mentally, and the game's over. Right, that they can't defeat themselves and their own demons in their head. Never mind the team that's on the ice, and like that's that's a problem. And so, like, I don't. And here's the other thing: like, I don't know what you do. Like, if you know, if somebody made the comment on Twitter tonight, it's like, I mean, even I don't even know if Shevel Dayoff knows what to do. Um, come the trade that on now, it's like, how do you fix what's like? You can't just bring in players to fix what's going on right now. 
because you still have the same players that can't fix themselves. And and so, I mean, you know, is Timo Meyer or or any of these guys going to make this team actually better? Or do they just get sucked into the same shit hole? Sorry, crap hole. I shouldn't swear on the show. But, like, you know, the same crap that they're doing all night. I, I know. Sean's not here, and it's just out of control. That's, that's you, guys are, you guys are taking advantage of the substitute teacher here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. There's no delay on the show tonight. Put the movie right? on. Do yourself a favor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I just don't All right, we're going to talk I mean, about the deadline in a bit here. But Well, I know. But I'm just saying, like, I mean, after a game like this, why would you go out and spend anything? I mean, but the other problem well, is, like, well, hang what on. else are you going to do? I've got a simple know? answer to that. You you want 22 more games of what you saw today? That's why will, you make a move. If the, no, will no, okay. Change? Okay, so change with if, the the problem, if the problem is with the core, then move somebody from the core before the deadline. I still so vote for adding... To augment the roster, they've doubled so down. They've, the core, okay. they've doubled down five times already. So if you're I not going to if you're not going to push your chips in now, what are you waiting for? I mean, um, I agree. I, I I've been on that for years now. But I sure. mean, the point the point is that who's going to come in and fix this team at this point? Right now, you're looking for Matt Hendricks again. You're looking for Matt because this feels like the 2018-19 slide where you got to bring Matt Hendricks in to try yeah, and not, fix your team. No, not no, for no, me. Hit, What's different, Kenny? Well, I mean, what's it's, different? It's, uh, they haven't even lost Josh Morrissey yet, and they're already sliding into oblivion here. So, so they're, they're basically in first place, or have been all year, uh, right around that, and now they're sliding out of it. That's exactly what happened in twenty eighteen, nineteen. The team yeah, started this year. They've been chasing Dallas for the head. most. I mean, the Jets of Dallas has in, been in first for the majority of this year. Sure. It's been different. I mean, they were in first the majority of 1819. No, regardless. regardless, what's different than the slide, though? Like, what's different than this slide than that slide, right? And so now you've got to look at, like, who you bring in. They've got to fix the core again. Like, we're talking about they need to move a piece out of the core by the deadline. Like, that's not a good sign. Well, no, that's not what I, that was, I, that's my counter to, you, to your point saying you should do nothing. I mean, if you think the problem is with the core, then move a core piece. I mean, um, anyways, that's a good, good, good starting I'm point here. You're bringing Kendricks in, Chris. That's all. Anyway, I'm just talking to the chat. Sorry. Of course, that's fine. Uh, we've we've gone uh, close to 20 minutes here. Let's uh, let's dig into our uh, our lamp later here, folks. We got a, we got a few options. Most of them, I think, uh, belong to the Avalanche here. Uh, Jeff, start with you. Uh, lamp lighter was 19 seconds into the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was a, a breakdown in the neutral zone, led by you know a breakaway by Nathan McKinnon, and, and you know, obviously a, a finish to to put the game. Up one nothing, and I just I just felt like that set the tone. Obviously, the Jets tied it up on the power play. I mean, nice goal from Mason Appleton, um, guy who scored his second goal of the season. Doesn't log a lot of a lot of, of, of power play time to get that tip on on Schmidt. Yeah, first time of the year he was on the power play, yeah. I think. So with that Gondi was that was out. an opportunity. Yeah, that was an opportunity to get the crowd out of the game right away. Um, you know, set the tone for a team that hadn't played in four days. You know, we, it's so funny, right? Because it's like if the Jets hadn't played in four days, it was rust. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. This team you know, <laughs> flies into Winnipeg after four days of not playing, and it's it's domination. So, yeah, I would say that would be. I'll keep it short as far as line players go. I'd say the 19 seconder. Yeah, Scotty, for you, any? Well, uh, it was that, but I mean, for me, then I'll go with Rantanen's goal because it killed the game, right? Like, I mean, that goal was uh, it was a beautiful shot. I mean, it like, literally you're watching. Yeah, I don't know how many replays you guys saw it up there, but it, like it almost it looked like it hit the post and the crossbar, then the post again. Right, like it just kind of did this like big triangle. It was such a nice shot, um, but that killed Absolutely the game. Like I thought that down. just killed Jets, and so that was the kill shot after they had tied it up. And 
you know, the Jets just, I mean, it was a bad mistake and, and, you know, they never recovered from it. Yeah, and I'm going to complete the natural or not so natural hat trick of Avalanche goals. Uh, you guys have hit the nail on the head, but to me, uh, if we're talking about the issues that have been plaguing the Jets for the last 15 games where they've gone six and nine, look no further than the Bow and Byram Cole. He walks yeah. in from the point, there's no one within 15 feet of him. And he rips yeah. his own shot bar down with traffic in front. That player can... This is not a weak side support situation. The puck went up from the left wing or the right wing wall. There's no one even in the frame. He takes four strides, picks up speed, and unloads a shot. I mean, a couple people online were saying to me, Hellbuck was struggling today. I'm like, uh, yeah, four <laughs> goals on five shots? Tough one. Um, how about A, breakaway? B... Two on one bar down. C shot from the point off confers behind over and in. D a backdoor t- or Byram walking in unabated bar down through traffic and four wrapping it up with the fifth. Matt Nieto backdoor tap in. No one near him. No one near him. No one near him. No one near him. So, anyways, uh, and again, I, I I'm with you. I, I I understand the Jets fans were frustrated, but. Connor Hellebuck is not the issue for the Jets, and uh, Bronx cheer. Bronx cheer was absolutely. Uh, I mean, that's a fans can say what they want. They pay their money, but that's a big time error. Um, this guy has saved the Jets bacon on so many occasions. It's not even funny. You can tell uh, how long, like how like, this is such a like. You know, what have you done for me lately? The year, like t- literally two games ago, he makes fifty saves and just steals one in New York when they really had to win that game. Right. And then two games later, they're just like, oh, no, he's terrible. Like I, I think I, it's I more the, it's more the symptom than the disease. But I mean, that's a that's wow. a that's that's some, some mis, misplaced anger, let's call it. Uh, but anyways, that's our lamp lighter brought to you by the good folks at Trans Canada Brewing. Uh, we've got another live Kenny and Rennie show coming up on March 18th, afternoon game against the St. Louis Blues, I believe, on the 18th. Uh, you can join us there at the Tap Room at 1 1290 Keniston Avenue, where you can get your beautiful lamp lighter. And the lamp lighter from last game is none other than Jeff Monday. Looks like he's a oh. day after, uh, day after listener. He so chose cool. the lamp lighter as the Ehlers goal in the game against the New York Islanders. Jeff, uh, you can reach out to either myself or to SN Sean Reynolds uh, via the old Twitter machine. Provide us with your information and we will send you a voucher for a frosty eight-pack of Lamplighter, which you can enjoy. And if you are not the Lamplighter winner, you can still go down and grab yourself an eight-pack or any of the other delicious options they have available to you. Uh, now we'll switch over to the We've Got You Covered uh, play of the game, sponsored by the good folks, the OGs at the Johnston Group. Uh, Scotty, I'm going to cover you up quickly because yeah, I've got, I, we've yeah. got you covered quickly. <laughs> Always. Um, <laughs> Jeff, start with you. There weren't a ton of options, but uh, care to care to uh, weigh in with an, with one of the options? I, I feel like I'm going to steal <laughs> yours, Kenny. Um, it's not a blocked shot. No problem. Um, no problem. I, I, I give it to Rick Bonus for pulling... There Connor you go. I, I like it. I like it. I like it. need him to go through that anymore. I like it. Um, you know, I don't, you know, that's certainly, you know, as he said after the game, I had nothing to do with his goaltender's performance and everything to do with his, the players in front of him. And he had just seen enough. Um, you know, I, I so, I, you know, I think 
whether it's to save him for Sunday's 230 or 2.30 start or just to give him a break. Um, I think that would be my, my gotcha covered moment of the game for sure. Yep. Scotty, for you? I mean, I don't really have one for the Jets, but uh, if i got to name one, I'll, I'll say that David Riddick coming in to try and deal with that. Good one. Good um, one. And having, you know, being cold and, and all that and hoping to hell, I guess, that he didn't have to, um, you know, get shelled the way the Hellbuck did. And I guess they had a better third period, so at least Riddick, But Riddick made a couple good saves, and it didn't get more embarrassing than it already was. So, um, yeah, I'll end now because I can't see me. So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I was going to go with Riddick as well, so uh, I'm going to say win. Mason Appleton has the Jets' power play covered, filling in for Sam Gagne um, mm-hmm. on that uh, second power play unit, getting oh, his yeah. first uh, first shot with that second unit. Great tip in with the shot from Nate Schmidt. That equal uh, gave the Jets the equalizer at 312, but uh, I like the, the choices by both of you better than my own, but uh, we appreciate the insight and that segment is brought to you by the good folks at the Johnson Group with the We've Got You Covered play of the game. Um, anything else we need to dig? Like, let, what else do we need to dig into from the game before? Actually, you know what? Let's already, let's uh, let's switch Let's switch gears. We've all been writing about the trade deadline. I wrote a column in the morning. Jeff, I know you were working the room uh, this morning. I was not at the rink uh, today. What uh, What was your? Can you give folks a sneak peek of what they will be seeing? I'm sure your story's already been posted, right? It's already yeah, been posted, it posted at WinnipegFreePress.com. It was posted at seven, and by the time I realized it was online, the avalanche <laughs> went up one nothing, and it was around <laughs> ten minutes later. So I figured I wouldn't, I wouldn't tweet out my story that said the Jets might go big at the deadline, right? And you know, rumors suggest something. You know, you know, a big move is, is coming, which I, Pending. which I do, which I do yep. think is the case. So um, do I. You know, I think in this situation, you know, people you talk to, you talk to around the league. I mean, this is <clears throat> this. You can't. The f- fact of the matter is, you can't waste any more years with Connor Hellebuck between no. the pipes. Like exactly. You know, no. like this is the reality. Is you probably only have him for the rest of his contract, and you know, you just can't waste those years. This isn't. You know, I. I but the problem is, um, the reality and the problem is, is that the Jets. This is such a key. You know, the Jets only have two more games. What, two more games before the deadline? Yep, Sunday and then so, Tuesday uh, against Sunday the then, LA Kings. Right, and then Friday against, you know, the day of the deadline against Edmonton that night. They have two more games to convince anybody who might want to come to Winnipeg for a playoff run that they're a team that's going to go deep. And, and, and the reality is this is, you know, they talked about this at the beginning of January. They had a team meeting, and, they, and you know, they didn't tell me specifically what their goals were, but they had set goals a goal at the for the end of the month to set themselves up for a February to lead into the trade deadline, of course, lead into the playoffs. Well, they obviously fell short of whatever their goal was in January, and they've kept bleeding. That that road trip, I think, had major impact. And I would argue tonight's game had a major impact in what this team does. I really? think absolutely. In my opinion, okay. I think it did. I'm not saying it's I, like, you know, we Elliot Freeman's talking about how Kevin Sheveldayoff has the hardest job as a general manager in the NHL, well, his job just got significantly tougher over the last two weeks because the reality yeah. is, is this team, a lot of players, the, 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 the benefit that Winnipeg had a month ago was that they were a prime team leading the West and everyone was looking at them as, you know, as potential to go a couple, you know, deep into the playoffs. Well, that sales pitch isn't there anymore. They've been playing 500 hockey for a month. What player who doesn't have a no trade 
clause or who sorry who has a no trade clause is going to waive that <clears throat> no trade clause to go to a team that may not make it out of the first round like you know so the, like to me i mean everything we thought might happen i mean this is what the jets need okay they, they need i mean whether whether they, they need to bolster their scoring right which is kind of crazy to say considering yeah. the, the offensive talent this team has i've always been on the side of they needed they needed a, a, a top end d man right. i don't think they're in the market for a top two I think that's just impossible in this in this league, but a top four for sure. Bring yep, some stability, pair. experience. They need to bring some people who are good. Like you know, I hate you know people hate the word grinders and whatever. The Jets got too many of the same player doing the same thing. They need guys who who care, who who are hard, hard on the puck, who can play hard minutes against hard competition. Care, set the tempo. You know, it's, there's too many guys on this team that just play perimeter hockey, and you know. Like Mark Shifley tonight. Like, come on, man. Like, you know what was he a dash three? I mean, like he was just he was just he he was waiting for the game to happen. Like Mark Shifley wants to be up there with all the best players. You know, he's a point getter. There's no <clears throat> doubt about it. Mark Shifley's had a decent season this year, but like the last you know while here, it's just like this particular game. I mean, it's just it's just vintage Mark Shifley. Like, he doesn't want to play hard hockey. He doesn't want to you know fight for pucks. It's just waiting for the game to happen. Nick Ehlers. I mean, we talked about that, that you know, dancing around the sideboards and then whipping a, you know, no, a backhanded horrible. puck. Yeah. I mean, the guys were running into each other. I mean, I know I'm off topic on the deadline. The Jets need everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> they, 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 and the, the worst part is, is like, you think a team that doesn't have one single Stanley Cup, like, who's the most experienced player on this team? Who's gone deep into the, like, what, Nate Schmidt? Nate Schmidt like, went to the final, yeah. Final. Right. You know what I mean? Brendan like, Dillon went to the final, too, with the Sharks, yeah, I guess Dillon. you could two argue. Guys yeah. that you brought in. Okay, so there's two guys you brought in. There's nobody. Like, so when, nobody. The, when the pressure yeah. gets tougher, the games are harder to play. The yeah. mental hurdles in the playoffs don't even touch game whatever this is. You know what I mean? They're way tougher. And they, and, and so this team needs, like, they don't need a Matt Hendricks. I don't think this is in a situation where they need to get the leadership group in. I think that stuff's been handled. They need to get players who care, <laughs> you know? like <laughs> if it is not a leadership. Cup, <laughs> cup winner. I mean, we've talked about this, too. I mean, Jeff, I think what you're getting at is the same as what I, what I was saying, too. Jets need somebody who's been to the top of the mountain. I, I mean, whether that's in junior, in the Calder Cup, whatever. They need somebody who has been to the dance, you know, been down three one in a series and won it, like done something to you, somebody that knows what it's like to win sixteen games. I mean, we talk about twenty eighteen quite a bit because it's the deepest the Jets have gone. Guys, we know this. They won nine games. They got halfway to just past the halfway point to the promised land. And look at that roster that they had compared to the one they have today. I mean. Do we think that they have the similar roster that could go as far as they did in 2018? That's why I think, even though I understand the concerns for Kevin Day off, I think that's why it's integral to do make moves at this deadline what's and not just alternative, Kenny. Like, what's not the, just wait like, till the summer. The I mean, is Kevin Sheveldayoff going to be around for a rebuild in four years? Yeah. Like, I mean, I've been what, on what's that. this guy going to be the only GM? To, like, what is he going to be the David Poyle of, of the Winnipeg Jets with no success? Like, yeah. like, 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 he has to go all in. Like, he has yeah. to help this team. Yeah. He's got like he's going to lose his best players in two years if he's or like, sooner if he doesn't make mm. if he doesn't make deals at this deadline. Like he's he's telling his players he doesn't believe in his team, and if he, if, yeah. if the players don't believe the GM believes in his team, they're not going to believe in the GM or the team either, and they're going to leave. 
So, like, they made their bed. You need to make moves. You have to go all in on this season. I'm not saying sell all your future assets and really screw yourself over, but you better, you know, you better be meeting the market's demands and bringing players in because the way this team is trending, they're going to be out in five games. Scotty, uh, I'm going to go devil's advocate here and, you know, I would argue, I mean, what Jeff is saying is 100% accurate. I mean, the Jets are in a tailspin right now. They're 6-9, and nine, they're struggling. But doesn't the fact that they still are within striking distance of first almost also enhance yeah. the importance of making a move? I mean, because Dallas has only won two of their 10. I mean, yeah, that's, they're playing worse than the Right. Yeah, I know. The, the, the problem is, or at least, the, the I guess, the silver lining, I shouldn't say the problem, is that the, 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 at least maybe the Western Conference isn't. But the central division is still up there for the taking. And if the Jets can find a way to win a few games and get that winning feeling back, they probably – well, they probably, they could just win the division. Um, so, yeah, they have to. But I, I think I think the strategy might change going into the deadline, like Jeff said, but in a different way. Like, <clears throat> you're not just looking now for all these guys with term and all that stuff. You're looking for a couple rental players – that are going to make in, like that are going to be an impact players on your team because what else can you do? Like this is the thing, and, and I so I'm going to you know dovetail a bit off of Jeff's thing about you know Kevin Shelvey's not going to be in, in in a few years unless Mark Chipman is stepping in <clears throat> and saying you can't trade this guy and that guy. What does Kevin Shelvey have to lose by trading? Not saying selling the whole farm, but trading some of his biggest names, his biggest draft. He has nothing to lose, right? Because he's not going to be here. Like I agree with that. He's not going to be here to to witness a rebuild. Somebody else is going to have to come up and clean his, or, you know, come in and clean his mess up. It's already a mess. So why wouldn't you just sell it now? Sell as much as you can to get as many players as you can to try and fix this, and then you hope you catch lightning in a bottle and, and go from there. Like that. That's what other play does this team have? They don't. They don't have another play right now. They're backed into the corner. They're pot committed at this point, and to, to use a poker term, because they're not going to have their guys. Their chip stack is short enough that they have to go in because PLD and and Shifley and Wheeler and Connor Hellebuck may not be here in two years. They might need to be traded by next year's deadline, right? Like if if it's not going well, yeah, it's going to depend on what's shaking. Yeah. I, I understand, but like there, there's a big chance that none of those guys are here. I'm not even sure at this point, do you want Mark Shifley for five more years or seven more years or eight more years that you're going to have to sign that ticket? You want Connor Hellebuck, but why the hell would he stay around here? There's there's no reason. Why wouldn't he go and try and win a cup with Detroit or his hometown or something like that? And a team that's actually probably going to appreciate him because the Jets have absolutely not appreciated him at all. I mean, they've. Uh, I just said it earlier, and they've wasted his years. I, I totally believe that. They've wasted all of his prime years. This will be their last chance really to probably do it. He's having maybe arguably his best season as a pro, just going by his stats, analytics, all that stuff. And so you have to. You have to do it. Because if you don't go in this year, you might as well fire Kevin Chevalier off now and then start going in and blow the whole thing up. and go. No, they're not going to fire him now. I mean, they're not going to fire him. No, no, I mean like at the end of the year. But if I mean, if you... What would be the worst thing? I mean, I, people would riot if this team doesn't do anything by next Friday, right? Like, I mean, well, the fact is, if they don't do it's, anything it's by the deadline, they're not going to be better team. Like, well, I know, better, but I'm not like, even sure. I, like, I'm wondering if they can even get to be a better team at this point, right? Like, I think the biggest name, and you probably agree, Kenny, that they could have gotten on this board is gone. He's in Toronto, but part of probably the biggest trade so far of this 
of this deadline, maybe it's Tarasenko, but I think Ryan O'Reilly. Oh, I think O'Reilly is. Because yes. he had everything that you said, <clears throat> and he can play hockey, and he's a leader, and he comes in and he's already the biggest dog in the room because he's got the Conn Smythe and the Stanley Cup and all that stuff. He still can go out there and do everything Rick Bonus wants him to do, including win, win face-offs for this team. Like, they missed the boat on that guy, and he was the biggest, he, he was the perfect fit for this team, right? Um, and I, I don't know, I mean, maybe he didn't even want to come here. I, who knows, right? But um, I, I don't know. I mean, I think you've missed the boat on maybe the best player that would have complimented or, or even you know, would actually improve this team. He's gone. So I, I don't know. I mean, you can name players that actually improve this team. To me, I, I just don't know who they are that actually make this team better that'll get out of the first round. Well, I mean, Meyer would obviously make the team better if he's willing to sign an extension. I mean, if he's not, then you're just having the same issue. I mean, I've seen this mentioned by other people and other teams. I mean, work it out in the off season. The Jets already have too much. They've got enough on their plate for the off season. I mean, they don't need to add a pending RFA who has a $10 million QO that's a year away from unrestricted no. free agency. I mean, that that that's an issue they don't need to add no matter what he would give them. But if they can get him, and again, I'm not saying they can sign him and it's obviously a tough ask, but that's another kind of player they don't have a lot of. This is a prototypical modern-day power forward that has speed, can score, has size, all of those things. I mean, uh, you know, I think Ryan O'Reilly would have been perfect here. I mean, I understand he's had a you know he had a tough start to the year, but a lot of his issues were due to injury. I mean, yeah. um, and the situation in St. Louis, which is kind of unraveling before our very yeah, eyes. I don't think but anybody was writing him off, right? Like, no, exactly. And he's Toronto gone. I mean, this is what like, Toronto went out and got people that they needed. I mean, those are. I mean, they're an offensive team. They got guys who are responsible. But Ryan O'Reilly. You know, if you're going, we've seen what Ryan O'Reilly has done against Mark Shifley. We've seen what he's done against yeah. Nathan McKinnon. I mean, now we're going to see what he's going to do against Braden Point and potentially against Patrice Bergeron or David Krejci if the Leafs happen to go past the first We've round for the first time since Bergeron, 2004. So. Yes, in the in the Stanley Cup final. Right. I mean, yeah. um, anyways, it, it just it's but it's very like, interesting. Like, but that's there's the thing, lots right? of players like, available, and here's the other thing, guys. We know this. There are going to be other sellers that emerge this week. So, I mean, I, I don't buy the argument that all the good... I mean, some big names are off the board. Not one team in the West has gotten better yet. So, there are obviously going to be players moving around. It just is going to have to come down to what the Jets are willing to, you know, pony up in order to get, whether it's somebody with term or somebody they think they could bring in and convince them to sign here. But, um, you know, action is required. I mean, I, mean, I think you have to loosen on that, that, that idea anyways, right? Like, to try and keep trying to find guys with term right now, I mean, you need a quick fix right now, and it might not come from a guy that has term. Like, you just, you've got to get somebody, right? Whether it's Barbashev or whoever. I mean, I know you've pumped his tires. Well, that's what I mean. Barbashev's a guy that you can convince to stay here after the th two months or whatever it is, yeah. right? So, I mean, that that's, yes, that's a rental, but that's not necessarily a rental only. But do you um, go and get a Klingberg, right? Like, do you go try and get Klingberg for half price from there? And I mean, he's on your D. He's been to the cup final. He knows bonus. I know that wasn't the best relationship at the end there, but I, I don't know. I mean, what do you do? Klingberg's like, an offense. I mean, for me, I think John could help them in some regards. But, I mean, he's an offense first guy who, you know, isn't really. He's kind of not undersized. but team's not scoring. Ken. Doesn't play a stiff game. I mean. This team's not scoring. They've got one goal again tonight where they have, like, 13 33 goals, goals in the 15 game games. or 34. Yeah, so whatever. The we're looking goal. at different names. But yeah, like, well, don't include the shootout goal. But I mean, this team's not scoring. 
it's not scoring, Kenny. So I'm and, familiar and then with we're gonna like scoring. I mean, if they're not gonna play defense and you're you you can not get this team to play defense, try and put them into an offensive powerhouse that just goes. I, I don't know what else you can do. Well, when's the last time a team that is offense only won the Stanley Cup? I mean, when's the last team that did that? I mean, I know Toronto's been trying to do it for years. So when, I mean, and no, how yeah, many I, rounds I write, have they I won since two thousand and four, Scotty? I mean, you're answering your own I, question. No, I'm, I'm, I know, but I, my point is like how, are you gonna change the DNA of this team between now and April 21st or whenever the playoffs start. Well, yeah, I like thought I, the Jets were spending the time since September trying to change the yeah, DNA. But as soon as they start losing, it just goes out the door. I mean, it's so what happens if you get down 0-2 in a series, right? Like, are they just going to just pack it in? Like, I, I don't know. Like, it, what's the identity of this team? Like, the problem is I don't think they've been able to establish an identity enough to know what pieces they actually need. And so you're just looking for, like, maybe the best name or, you know, whatever, this guy to plug this hole. But they can't even find a guy within their own team to play in the top six. But they don't know, like, who are you going to get to play in the top six? And then you need somebody to score on the, you know, in the bottom six because nobody's scoring down there. And then on D, I mean, the goals have dried up a little bit on defense, too. So I don't know. It's just, yeah, I mean, maybe get a second Connor Hellbuck, man. Like, I have no idea. Jeff, like, uh, what kind yeah. of sense? I mean, uh, Adam Lowry was, you know, saying after the Islanders game, after, you know, pointing the finger at the, you know, complimentary scorers to pick things up, like, you know, saying we got to show the GM why we should be, bu- why they should be buyers. I mean, what kind of sense did you get today from talking with Josh Morrissey and Mark Shifley in terms of where their heads are at in terms of maybe potentially adding pieces here before next Friday? So that's the hilarious part about asking players about the trade deadline. Right. You know, this team, they don't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole. And the reality is every single team, every single player wants to improve yep. the roster come trade deadline. You know, they'll be excited if they get a Timo Meyer. They'd be excited if they got a Ryan O'Reilly, right? That would be the interviews afterwards. While right. the ones leading into it, oh, not mine. Not my, not, 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 not my business. That's not my department. Like, not my department, yada, yada. And I finally go, is that just like... The, the canned answer to these yeah. things like you obviously want your team to get better and you know J- josh morrissey was a lot more forthcoming than mark shifley okay uh this morning in that because i just don't think you want to be the player that goes yeah we need to be adding right like you're alienating your your gm alienating some of your players you know your teammates who are worried about the deadline that's the other reality of this right is you have guys that are that are concerned about you know, maybe being dealt or getting their their playing time drastically reduced. I mean, the counterpoint to that is earn it, obviously. But yeah. I mean, I mean, as far as what they need at this point, I mean, look, look you, you mentioned Adam Lowry. I mean, that line has <clears throat> what four goals in the last thirty games, none of which have come from Adam Lowry, and two of them are empty netters. I stole that from Twitter, so I should give credit to to the guy uh, who, who sent that. I'll see if I can find it. But I saw that stat and was like, that that's pretty telling. Um, but it's also, to me, like the, the problem with this club is they're not willing to put in a hard five-on-five game. There, there's too many players that are built for, you know... Run and gun. Scoring. Not, not, like, maybe run and gun, but that's that's just when things open up, right? Like, they're, they're, sure. a team that, that wants to, they're a team that wants to, you know, they're getting chances. They need to finish, obviously, but they're a team that would prefer to do it the easy way. This team does isn't built to do it the hard way. And the, and the reality is if you're going to... If you're going to win a Stanley Cup and you're going to go through all those rounds, you need to play a hard game. Uh, it was Paul Maurice before this. It's Rick Bonus now trying to get them to be on the puck. This team just has this resistance to wanting to be a hard-to-play team, and it's just—it's just far too often they're you know they're 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 caught standing 
you know, they're out of position and, and they revert, you know, we've talked about this forever. They revert back to their old ways, but bad habits. I mean, the, the reality yeah. is too, is I think, you know, even when I was going around the locker room today and asking questions about it, you got this sense that there was like, there was a lot of pressure on them, right? Like that they almost like these guys aren't dumb. Like they know what situation they're in. And oh yeah. A lot of the stuff that we're talking about right now, they're probably talking about the same stuff. Like why would someone want to come to Winnipeg? We're not winning games, right? Like they're yeah. aware of this. Um, and so I don't think that, you know, I don't think they wanted to say one way or the other uh, just based on that. But I also think they're in, they also understand they had a massive game that evening. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what, what they do here over the next bit could determine exactly how deep they do go in this trade deadline. Yeah, right on. We're going to dig a little deeper here, boys. But uh, if, if you are in the market for realtor, realty, real estate, if you're looking to buy, looking to sell, looking to see what that house uh, down the block is worth, if you're looking to move neighborhoods, Contact our main man, Lou Ferland from Royal LePage Dynamic Realty, 204-791-9971 or at the office, 204-989-5000. His email is lou at louferland.ca. That's L-O-U at L-O-U-F-U-R-L-A-N.ca. And his website is louferland.ca. Lou Ferland, excellent realtor, excellent human being, and excellent supporter of the community, including our online community. Thank you for your support for our show. Scotty, uh, what, I mean, so, okay, well, let's dig in a little bit. I mean, we talked about it a little bit earlier, uh, you know, Jeff was right. I mean, Rick Rick has become a lot less direct, at least in terms of, I, I'm sure he's been direct yeah. with the players. His tone is changing. Um, you know, this is a team that needs a response, basically, was Rick's ultimate bonus or his ultimate assessment of this game we were asleep we were clearly asleep it doesn't matter what anyone says right now it's what our eyes just told us and our eyes just told us that we were asleep to start the game no there's no excuses Um, every once in a while this game is going to test your character and it's going to test your pride and the game on sunday will be an example of yeah we just got embarrassed again let's see how we respond what kind of response do you expect on sunday against the new york islanders scott I don't know, right? I mean, they could come out and play a great two-on hockey game like they did against the Islanders and come out on the other side of it instead of, you know, losing like they did uh, a couple nights ago. Um, But then they could also just do this again, right? Like, they could just get, you know, embarrassed by them again. Like, they've talked talked about this after Columbus. They talked about this after New Jersey. And they talked about it after the Islanders, right? Like, I mean, and, and I'm sure it goes back further than that. It's just the ones that I remember, right? Those are the three losses now in the last four games that I remember them saying something to the same effect, right? That that they need to they need a response, and it's almost like the next game is the biggest game they played, right? Like just, but like they keep playing these games and and they're not getting the response, or when they do, you know, like they did against the Islanders, they they just they can only find one goal, right? They they outplayed the Islanders, they played a good game. But they could only find one goal to put in the back of the net, and so it's like you play a good game, but you don't get rewarded. And then you play a bad game, and you get embarrassed. And then you talk about the next game being the next game. You got to, you know, try and find a response. So I, I don't know. Like it's the thing. I don't, I don't know what to expect from this team anymore, because they they've lost what they had in the first part of the year, um, you know. And I think you know I, I'm starting to believe a lot of the talk where it's like this team was almost better with a bunch of these guys that were trying to prove you know, something, right? They're trying to prove their, you know, their worth in the NHL, trying to, you know, whatever they're doing, right? Stay in the league, not get sent down to the minors, not get put on the on the waiver wire and, and claimed, right? Like, 
you know, and now they've got the same guys back. They got all their injured guys back, and since Christmas, like they're like they're 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 near last in five on five scoring in the NHL. And so again, I mean, I'm going right back to 2018, 19. That's the exact same thing that happened that year too. They went from one of the best teams in scoring to one of the worst teams, and they're doing it again. And so, you know, I, I don't understand. They have all these killers up on there, right? Like Kyle Connor, you know, nearly a 50 goal guy. Mark Shifley on pace for 40 goals still. Pierre-Luc Dubois on pace for at least 35, um, if not more. Nikolai Ehlers, who could hit 40 if he can stay healthy. Like, they have all these guys that can score goals, and yet nobody's doing it. And, like, I just – so, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, do you know what they're going to do on next game, Jeff? Like, I, I have no idea. Or, or Kenny? Like, That's I, Jeff. I in. Go ahead, Jeff. That's the problem with this team and the questions I was yeah. asking post-game. How do you find consistency? Like, consistency right. is the is the one thing that every team is looking for, right? I mean, I, I, I think I saw T. Will make a comment here, paying the price. It's bang on. This team is yeah. not willing to pay the price for long stretches of time. And when you don't have everyone paying the price or pulling in the same direction, you get performances like you did tonight, and you get, un- you know, uncertainty of what of what you expect this team to do game in and game out. I have absolutely no idea what Jets show up. The, yeah. the problem yeah. is the Jets, the Jets when they feel good about themselves feel too good about themselves. So like if they yeah. if they if they come out on Sunday and they roll over the Islanders, they're gonna forget everything that happened over the last month and feel really good about themselves. It's been the mo of this team forever. Um, and and I think and the other part like is a little off topic, but we talked about like the the. the you know, the core here, right? And we talk about the guys with experience. They obviously had to be, be brought in for the most part because there's a lot of guys on this team that don't know any better about what it's like to be in an NHL locker room. And so there's too many, this, this inside core has been brought up for years and years now. And it's just like, something's got to give. I think, I think some major changes, I mean, it's crazy to talk about it, right? Because there are, there are a couple points out of first place here and things can get turned around. I think there's potential, but there's back to, back to the old issues. There's no, evidence that suggests that they will and that's the problem here they very well could show up and and beat the crap out of the islanders on sunday and send them home you know laughing but they could easily get outscored 5-1 that's the problem with this team and the and and finding consistency and the reality is it's harder to find consistency now than it was earlier in the year because teams have a hell of a lot more to fight for and there's others teams i think you mentioned this before scotty about guys like for the teams that want to play spoiler, they're fighting for jobs too. And yeah. for some reason, the Jets always talk about playing the loose teams, the ones that have nothing to play for and how <laughs> challenging it is. Those playing for like, a you know what that sounds yeah. like? It sounds like a loser team because you should be rolling through those guys because your structure should ruin guys who are playing too loose and fluid. Because when the Jets play too loose and fluid, they get their asses kicked. Yeah. So what is it? Anyways, I have no idea what they're going to look like on Sunday. Oh, bang on. I'm not really sure either. We got, uh, hang on, we got one quick, more quick read to get through here, folks. So we are proud to be sponsored by a local organization that supports our communities, Cambrian Credit Union. As a financial cooperative, social responsibility and community focus is at the heart of their business. They invest in our community through economic development, corporate giving, and volunteer efforts. Last year, Cambrian supported all of the local organizations listed here on the screen, either through sponsorship efforts or charitable donations. To find out more about Cambrian's full community impact, visit cambrian.mb.ca. That's C-A-M-B-R-I-A-N.mb.ca. Yeah, I mean, in terms of Sunday, I mean, boy, oh boy, it's 
it's going to be interesting, right? I mean, the Jets just saw the Islanders, and in some ways they got they got hellebucked by the other guy. They got Sorokin'd, basically, in the game. Uh, they made you know a poor puck management decision at the offensive blue line during a four-on-four play. And again, I said this earlier with Huss on Winnipeg Sports Talk. The drop pass wasn't necessarily the issue with that play. It's not knowing exactly it's either not leaving the puck in an area Ehlers could skate onto it or not knowing what he was going to do and I mean Mason Appleton's just coming back into the lineup he's playing hard he hasn't had a ton of shifts with Nikolai Ehlers especially at four on four so in that situation I don't mind the drop pass there but you need to know for sure if Ehlers is going to zig or zag and that that's sort of where that play kind of fell apart you know and then they just had some lost coverage and you know poor you know, not strong enough on the puck on Simon Holmstrom's goal, uh, which ended up being the game winner. I mean, but it was a good game. Otherwise, no, they right? played fine. They played they, fine against know, the Islanders. More than fine. Like, they they played, played good, really good. Okay, but yes, right? but they got outworked by a team that didn't have its best player. I mean, that's no, part of the problem. I, I, I disagree with the, the fact oh, that they got outworked. I thought they outworked the Islanders for a lot of that night. When they had two, when I mean, the whole night they outshot them. All the stuff, right? Like. 29-27 it was. Right, it mean, wasn't. They, they didn't out. Sorry? They, they did for like... At one where were the like Jets in the third when they were down? Where were they? Nowhere, yeah, Scotty. No, I, Nowhere. I, I agree with that, but I thought they played a good game. Like, I, you, well, whatever. Yeah. Sorry. That, I, that was I, I, I think they... Than they played against the Rangers. It was a much better game than they, they played, played against They played better the structurally. They played better structurally for sure. But the Islanders... They had half they, the Bridgeport t- Islanders on the ice. My point, though... Because they still worked hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you can use that excuse for you know all the times that the Jets. I'm not using an excuse. They play. They well, outplayed like, a team that should have been as desperate as they are. But to Jeff's point, the Jets. I don't know. I have not seen desperation from this group for about a month no, or a I, month I and I a totally half. Agree with you. They, but they played a good structural game. Agre- I agree totally. To another thing. So my my only problem is, and, and I'm not trying to cut you off, but it's like, I just like that's why I don't understand. They played such a horrible game against New York, right? The Rangers. Yeah, and then they, 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 were you going to say that the Rangers game was not a bad game? No, that's not shots. what I was going to. Okay. Yeah, I understand but it was 50 going shots. further back in the schedule. Their, um, no, their emotion level was way higher. Their first period was fine. As the game went on, they got they definitely got worse. First period was almost even. In the first? Sorry? They, about, they were shot like 20 to 7 in the first period. Yeah. Against Sorry? the Rangers? Against the Rangers? Yes, against can, the Rangers, you, they were outshot. Up, okay, yeah, in I the was... first, they gave up twenty shots in the first period okay. against the Rangers. Yeah, no, they, I mean they played good for the first three minutes, and then they had fourteen shots against them by the ten minute mark. We didn't even we didn't even mention that the that the Colorado Avalanche didn't have Kale McCarr or Gabriel. Lassie I know, I know, like that's, so, yeah, that's the other thing, right? Sorry, like, twenty to nine in the first, yeah. There oh, we go. sorry, I was off by two shots. They got hammered. I mean, again, I don't think they were under. Like there were some good chances for sure. Fifty shots, buddy. In the first period, I was talking about it, that game was nothing like the San Jose game. I had talked about this with Sean the other day. They were way more under siege against San Jose. That whatever. Regardless, I don't care about. Let's stay on track. Yeah. If, if the Jets it's three had games ago the passion that you guys have debating over previous games, <laughs> right. this would be a, this would be juggernaut city. Yeah, you know? but love anyway. It. Love yeah, it. yeah. Whatever. You're right, though. But I mean, I, I don't know. I don't even. Do we have a question there for you talking? I don't know. I think we were talking about Sunday's game. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I have no idea what Sunday's game is going to look like. I think we've covered that. Yeah, one. Yeah, I think we've actually passed that. <laughs> 
Can't you just um, take exception to your comment about the Isles game? <laughs> it's okay. He, he doesn't like it. I, I mean, it's a good game. But anyways, better game. Go ahead, Tim. It was a better game, yes. It was a better game. Kenny's going through his list of topics to talk about, and he's run out of them. He's trying to figure them out in his head. Yeah, we got four minutes. People were expecting overtime. I don't think we're getting to overtime today, and I've been on... I'll get you to overtime. I have been... What do you think happens? What do you think their strategy is going into the playoffs? And, you know, obviously we're going to have to wait to see what the trade deadline, what that brings, you know. But, But how do you think they... How do you think they handle Adam Lowry heading into the playoffs? Like, what? Like, like you think he's the third line centerman, and they're going to be a checking line? Do you think they'll they'll try to, you know, if they can get some players, try to do three scoring lines and a fourth? Because it's just like the fourth lines become non-existent. The third line doesn't score any goals. And it's yeah, just I, like, at what point? Like, yeah. I mean, that that part was like, I mean, they were the, they were like a group that everyone not wanted to emulate. I wouldn't go that far, but they were getting they were getting tons of praise when things were going well, and now it's like. What is it like? We know how important it is to have a deep lineup in the playoffs. So, what do oh, you think yeah. the like? You know, we talk a lot about the top six, and that's going to play itself out. What do you think the bottom six is going to look like for the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, I think that Adams is going to get it sorted out in the last quarter of the year. We saw what he did during the stretch last year. Um, I think if you have Ivan Barbashev or someone of that nature playing alongside him, I mean. Morgan Barron's working really hard, but I mean Morgan Barron's still working to establish himself as an NHL player. So and I, I, think I you, see the comments rolling in. I think Adam Lowry is incredibly valuable to this team, and there, and that's oh, not yeah. my point. But if you don't score a goal in 31 games, do you become a shutdown centerman, or do you become a line that's relied on for depth scoring? I mean, Adam Lowry would be the first person to tell you that he needs to score and he was. goals. He, he said would, it after he, Wednesday's yeah, game, and he does garner chances. This isn't a this isn't an anti Adam Lowry discussion. I'm just wondering how you utilize your bottom six with what yeah. you've been getting over the last couple months. Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah. I think that there's there's up. That's why we talked about. So the Jets need three things. Like we talked about, they need a top four defenseman, they need a middle six forward, and they need a fourth line. I don't know if it's center or wing. You decide. But um, I mean, we. Adam Lowry's role is to play the shutdown role, but he's going to need to chip in in the playoffs. So, Jeff, to your question, I think he stays on the third line, but I think you augment him with more offensive or more experienced wingers than your and who are defensively responsible, like a guy like Barbashev, who's won the Cup. Barbashev, during that playoff run, often played against Bergeron in the Cup final, whether he was on the third or the fourth line with Sundquist, Steen. A lot of those guys were kind of circulating through you know their bottom six was kind of in transition as well so that again i think would be another way for them to kind of get get going and even in this i mean we look mckinnon had a goal and an assist in the game today but at at five on five lowry's line did a pretty good job against him i know you're going to say well he had two points well i mean it wasn't lowry's issue on the breakaway and on the assist on the comfort goal it's basically a shot from the blue line from Ranton and that goes off someone in front. So in terms of chances allowed or chances against, I mean, that wasn't an issue because Lowry's line wasn't even on the ice for that second goal. So in the hard matches, he's been doing fine. But, I mean, you're right, Jeff. He's got to get his, his, his offensive game back to where well, it was in the first 20 I, games. I mean, well, we've seen it there. Like, that's what I'm saying. How can you rely on him? Like, I mean, I'm not saying you can't rely on Adam Lowry. He's, he's you know, an ma- incredible leader. He's the one guy who gives, a, you know, shit every, every, you know, every game. He's, he's the guy that Winnipeggers love and should love. He finishes his checks. He plays a hard game. But your third-line centerman can't go 31 games without a goal. No, for sure. 
And I'll, I'll counter that I don't think you need Adam Lowry to score in the playoffs. And I'll look back what? to the 2000. No, hold don't on. Don't need your third line centerman to score in the playoffs? Go back to 27, 18, 18, man. He didn't have a goal in that whole playoff. 17 games they played. But the reason why he was on the ice all of the time and led, not led all, every night, but led a couple nights in, 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 in minutes was because him and Andrew Kopp and Brandon Tanev were the perfect shutdown line. One of the elite shutdown lines that whole season. I, mean, I remember writing a couple of stories on this, um, analytically, you know, speaking. And Adam Lowry, they didn't, I don't know how many goals Brandon Tanev had or, he, or Andrew Kopp in those playoffs, but Adam Lowry had two assists in the whole playoffs that year. And that was it. But they didn't need him to score because everybody else was going in the first two rounds. And Cop then one they and got, two for three, ten and four and two for six. Yeah, like it, that wasn't. That's not a lot of scoring over seventeen no. games. Is all I'm saying. And so you look at that, Adam Lowry, your top six. Uh, they they've shown before that they can have playoff success with Adam Lowry not scoring. But if you're going to do that, first of all, you need your first two lines to be really good, and you need that Adam Lowry's line to be one of the best lines in 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 the whole playoffs at shutting down the opposition's best so you can at least work the matchup, especially if you have home ice advantage, to work the matchup when you're at home in those games when you're when you're rolling your lines out. So I, I, I disagree that Adam Lowry has to be scoring. Maybe on this team it's it's more uh, Adam Lowry has to be scoring on that line that the way it's configured hundred percent right, right now it like, does like yeah so, but if you're guys like they're not a shutdown well, line like they're, they're not like, yet but you were you're asking the question what do they know how you were asking the question what do they need to do or whatever and what that line I asked I said yeah. they need a third line center that can score the way it's configured right now you brought up a, a great checking line guys that left and signed massive deal they have but so why not go out line and Morgan Barron on the third line with them Right, so go out and make that checking line again. You know that Mason Appleton can be that right winger to do it because we've seen it. That is Mason a Appleton's going to be logging in top six minutes. Well, I mean, so that's a, a bad thing. But it, yeah, okay. I, I thought your first question was about what do they need to do or something along. No, oh, I just said like with with what they, what are they going to do with their bottom and like your point right, is so, sound. It's just like it's just it's just at the at certain point in time like you you need to have a strategy going into the playoffs. And if your third line isn't scoring, like you talk about that year, yeah. They, yeah, they didn't but make the time. shutdown. They were massive shutdown lines with a great make shutdown it, group. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I'm just saying, make, make it a shutdown, shutdown I don't line. I think they're going to be as effective as a shut li- shutdown line. Like, I don't think you can put Sacramento line and Morgan Barron and Adam Lowry against I'm go out and get pieces, top line. Right? Well, that's what I mean. But yeah. who's that player? Go get Tanner. Well, it might be Barbashev, right, Kenny? Plus, but, yeah. but, but, but the problem with you get Barbashev now, he's probably going to your top six, right? And, like, that's the problem with this team. And, and you need – you almost need to fill that top six role with a good – like, a really good player – and then have Barbashev play on your third line if you want to do that. And here's the so, other thing. If, if the bar is – how many games did the conference final last? Five. five. Yeah, so you got bounced in five games in the conference final. Yeah, they, so I mean, they got if, completely if, goalied, if, 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 if right? If that's your stealing, if that's your goal – No, no, need, I mean – Maybe they, they would have made it past goalied. that. They would have made it past five games if the third line scored. Well, maybe. I mean, they just it was a 9.55. Hey, that was pretty quiet all, all over the place. The, right? the Jets' like, offense, you know, Flurry yeah. was out of his mind. So um, – that was that was obviously an issue, and then the, I mean again, Jeff, to your point, I mean the fourth line's got to get moving too. I mean today we saw Nikolai Ehlers on the fourth line for a few shifts. We saw Dubois on the fourth line for a few shifts. Um, 
Uh, I can't, I mean, I'd have to go back. It, I don't remember the last time Blake Wheeler had 13.30 of ice time in a game. He wasn't either injured in or, you know, I think the one game I can think of against Nashville where he was benched for the third period, I think his ice time was probably still over 13.30. Um, that's, you know, there's been a, some interesting ice times in the last little while. Rick obviously wasn't happy with a lot of players. Um, but right now, I mean, Jeff, for me, I, I mean, to your point, I, I do think the bottom six needs to be reconfigured. But right now, the Jets have no chemistry in the top six either. And that, I think, exactly. is also part of the, the yeah. massive issue. Scotty, you were talking about scoring. I mean, yeah. I, I think their roster needs a boost, but they also need... And I understand why it's hard to get consistency because the Jets haven't had a lot of guys going mm-hmm. offensively among their forward group, but they need to kind of get locked in here coming up um, with with what they've got shaken, and, and right now that's just not happening. And, I mean, Rick Bonus has spent more time in the last five games and longer with his arms crossed on the bench. I mean, uh, I think he is incredibly frustrated, and I you know the Jets – we've been hearing all year long about looking for solutions. And right now there's a lot of head scratching and not a lot of finding of solutions. They know what the solutions are. They're just unable to execute those solutions right now. And that's, that's what's allowed the rest of the pack to chase them down. I mean, this is absolutely wild stuff. I mean, we've been talking about this for a long time. Look at the top of the central Dallas, 58 games, 72 points, jets, 71 points, 59 games, wild, 70 points. Wild and Avalanche are playing tomorrow night. The Avalanche have 69 points. Two behind the Jets, one behind the Wild, and only three behind the Stars. I mean, um, we know this is a Jets postgame show. I mean, I'm not betting against the Avalanche. I think the Avalanche win the division. What do you, don't you guys? Yeah, they they win the division. How how do they not? Exactly. Like, they're they're, they're no longer in a gap anymore. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, the games are adding up. Of course, yeah. And they got three games in hand on the Jets and two on Dallas. I mean, mean, Colorado is one of the highest scoring teams since Christmas break. Dallas, Minnesota, and the Jets are in the top, like, in the bottom third. Right? Like, I mean, it just tells the whole tale. I mean, the Jets are 29th right now in scoring since since Christmas time. It's horrible, right? And so Dallas is 28th, 27th. Minnesota's 30th. Like, I mean, yeah, Colorado's, I don't know how Colorado doesn't get to the top of the, top of the division and, and maybe within the next, like, two weeks, <laughs> right? Maybe by the end of this week. I mean, they're not far off, right? And they have three games in hand. Like, they might be virtually, like, on points percentage, right, in first place, right, maybe after next game. So, because they would, yeah, they would pull level with Dallas. But Dallas has played more games, so, Yeah. Yeah, super interesting. Uh, okay, I'm going to try to like balance all of this here at one time. We're going to go to the... Here we go. Going to Rob Mahoney. Time to throw a spotlight on the comments and choose a standout of those comments for the Home Field Dig Deeper Award. Thanks to Rob Somerville for your winning comment. And just like Rob Somerville, Home Field is always going to dig deeper to find the best marketing solution for your company. Find out how at myhomefield.ca. That's M-Y-H-O-M-E-F-I-E-L-D dot C-A. And Rob, or Rob Mahoney. Sorry, Rob. I was, I was like, Somerville oh. had a winner earlier. It's Rob Mahoney's turn to win. Yeah, Somerville, you got Summer on the mind. Yeah, exactly. After the uh, ball. Turn the club, Rob. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rob Mahoney, Avs showed what a championship team looks like, even without their captain, 
Gabe Landeskog, and the best D-man in the league, Kale McCarr. Chevy and the Jets have a long way to go. Uh, that is our home field dig deep reward. Rob Mahoney, you can... Rob that does all the Lou Furland comments too. Uh, he often is uh, very, very deep in the, uh, in the in the in the Lou Furland category. Oh, yes. You were talking about home field. I ended up you no, right it's, during it's that. No, okay. it's, it's okay. It's okay. Right I've already done the read. I just I had, to get the, had to get the branding up there. Home <laughs> field for home marketing field. and more. Yeah, exactly. Home field has put together the excellent <laughs> intro and extra videos that we've been getting uh, all the commentary about. So uh, before we wrap, we are into overtime. Good job by you guys. <laughs> uh, I'd like to get home at some point here. Uh, Jets will be off tomorrow, it sounds like. Then they'll yeah. face the New York Islanders on What's Sunday. That? What is I what? I don't, I don't, like, why do you give that team Oh, it's very simple, Scotty. There's the, the only reason you give them the day off is because you think they are mentally fatigued. It, it's simple. I mean, otherwise you're practicing. The team obviously has things to work on. The only, the yeah. only reason yeah, the coach would say it, this right? is if he believes the rest will help them but in an afternoon the game. You have left to practice. I don't Sorry? think it's a day about, off, though. I think they're going to be at the rink. And, they might and, be, yeah. Well, like, don't they have something or, or, scheduled or, or, at the Iceplex tomorrow anyways? Fitness like, I thought, well, Yeah, I thought they're there. Like, I'm pretty sure there's, like, a fan thing. I don't know. They told fans to come out on Saturday. And then, <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken, um, it's like, you know, some Jets thing for three hours between 11 and 2. I could be have the wrong weekend entirely here. But I thought it was tomorrow. Anyways, but anyway, the Jets don't have much that. time to practice next month right they play 15 games and 31 nights in march right we talked about the well you're on the plane but um you know like they they don't have a lot of practice time left to fix their issues so i just don't understand why they're taking the day off tomorrow like i mean if you think they're mentally or physically fatigued like that's already a problem but you got to get them in there to do something so well, no, our I days know. might be numbered too do you know that sunday's next gen game <laughs> oh yeah go. i mean kids are going to be coming in doing our jobs and stuff i'm yeah. afraid that they might uh, some kids gonna ask the hard questions now. Yeah, exactly. Good. That's all right. Uh, hang on a second here. Uh, yeah, I'm aware that the Avalanche have not had Landeskog, but it's <clears throat> it's reinforcing the fact that they're going to get Landeskog back for the playoffs. They're, the team that we saw that was dominant is going to be even better, right? Well, I mean, and, and the the point, real point, is that they're playing. They came and whipped the Jets team tonight without these players. Like that's the big point, right? Like. The Jets can't do it when Matt Barzell's out of the lineup in New York, right? But they can't. But the but the, the Avs come in here and just, you know, embarrass the Jets without, like, the best defenseman in the league and, and their captain. Yeah, hey, and I mean, they're we... They're built differently. They're built we, like a team that can win, has won, and, and knows how to win. And the Jets just aren't. Well, I mean, the Avalanche also hadn't been out of the second round until last year when they won the Cup. So, I mean, right. the, but, they but, they had they were able to push through last year. The um, Avs have been a steady climb up, right? Where the Jets go to the the West Final, then they fall off a cliff in the second half of the following year. Then they're out of well, they're not out of the playoffs. Scotty, they went out in the second round three that. years in a row. That's not a steady climb. That the that's Jets, the Jets have had one good year in, in what, the, 13, twelve seasons. They've had one good year. They didn't go out the second round in in three straight years. The Jets, Colorado man, Colorado. you said it was yeah, a steady yeah, climb. They they it is they, a steady climb. They're they're there. They're there. They get over their demons. They go to the uh, the Western Final. They lose there. Then they win the cup the next year. It's the same thing with Tampa, right? But like the the Jets were no Tampa got longer. swept and then they won. They did. They did get swept and they won. But the Jets have never. They didn't. They haven't even been. They weren't even in the playoffs last year. The year before they sweep and then get swept. The year before that they didn't actually make it into the playoffs. Like it's been a long time since the Jets actually 
tasted real success in the playoffs and gone somewhere with it. And, and right. you know, so like, uh, yeah. Anyway. Well, speaking of Gabriel Landeskog, I mean, there was a point in time where the Avalanche were gonna were gonna move on from him. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and that and that was you know through those issues, right? Like, you know, I you know, I see your point, Scotty, and that I think that they had to learn the hard way in a lot of ways. And they, they did came out of it, and they did learn it. That's right. the thing. Like the Jets, the Jets don't even get to the second round. They just you know they right whatever, the next right? year they got bounced in the first after they went to the Western Final, and so yeah, I mean, I just. I, it, 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 it's been very jagged for the Jets, right? Where I, I just, for me, for Colorado, it was, it started and they got to a level, they plateaued a bit, but then they rose again, right? Like they never dipped, in my opinion. So, and they always just kept trying to get better, adding the right pieces, where I, you know, I'm not sure that's always been the case here. So, all right. Jeff, anything else before we wrap for Sunday? You know what? I just for the fans out there and the people who stayed around this late, thanks for doing that. Yeah, that nice job. Two hundred forty-one people yeah, at that midnight. Been a tough game to watch. Uh, you guys are, you know, and I it's so funny. I tweeted out a photo of the of the stand or a video of the stand. Just how like you know, with this whole idea that this was a Friday night game, divisional game, an opportunity to move into first, all this stuff. I wasn't a shot on the fans. I was a shot on the Jets who didn't show up and and didn't deserve to have have you guys there by the end of it. But at the end of the day, you know what? This is a team that. Still, it's very much in the hunt. We're going to see a lot of exciting hockey, um, and hopefully, they can get through these growing pains and 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 be better for it. Because, you know, this isn't an ideal time to be losing games, putting together a stretch of crappy hockey. But there are worse times, and that's leading into the playoffs. So, you know, there is time for the Jets to get this turned around. There's been this, they've been a good team at stretches for this year. It's just figuring out, you know, willing to pay the price and willing to to go to work man you know what i mean i mean that's what it comes down to right it's not going to be easy winning the stanley cup is the hardest trophy to win in professional sports it's grueling and you know we just hope that this team can get through that and learn through some of this adversity and get better for it yeah and sorry quick one i can't uh you know maybe it's because i was on the plane so long ba split ba split barbashev has 11 freaking goals he's going to get the offense going question mark please wake up ba split the leading goal scorer on the Winnipeg Jets' third line currently has seven goals. And the second leading goal scorer on the second line has five goals. I didn't say Barbashev is going to be the biggest target to put the Jets' offense over the top. He is meant to augment the third line, and if he goes into the top six, it will be to help them. He had 26 goals, I believe, last year. So that's why I think he could help the Jets. It's a complimentary piece, not the main target. We're going on a double O. Hey, you missed BA's comment about best post game in the city, right? Right no, here. No, I mean, I, <laughs> I, 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 BA split is a hardcore. He's there. He's there all the time, or yeah, she? I'm no. not sure exactly. Probably he. We don't want to assume anything here. Oh, BA is walking it back. That shows how bad we are. He says so. <laughs> what shows how bad we are? The Jets. You mean we as in Jets? Oh. Anyways, good stuff. He said you're bad. Yeah, he probably did. He probably did. He probably did. He probably did. Thanks very much to Jeff Hamilton of the Winnipeg Free Press and Scott Billick of the Winnipeg oh, Sun, my former employer also. Uh, Scott was not my former employer, but he works with <laughs> at my former employer's uh, office. I appreciate I you guys. Uh, I told the people what happened. I took your job. 
Yeah, you took the job after exactly. I left for another job. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. What are we doing right now? Yeah. You, should just, you should just, guys, just go at it. Just blacken my screen out and just go no, at it. It's good. It. It's Let's good. They, the people topics. love this. I'm getting Scotty's not banned, people. Scotty's not banned. I consider myself a third third person, but it's a hammer version of this story. Let's go super <laughs> late. You can spend the next 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah we could. John Sorry, Gibson, if I, bring up John Gibson, biggest goalie of all time. Kenny and I will just go. We will go. We've All right, this before. has been a treat. Uh, thank you for joining <laughs> the, us. The numbers right, what, two forty? They're what, what ten right now? Yeah, we will be back on. We will be back on Sunday night after the Jets take on the New York Islanders. Thanks to our special guests, we'll have Sean back in the mix. Thank you to our sponsors, and we'll see you on Sunday. Thanks for watching and listening. Kenny and Rennie show is brought to you by Homefield, Cambrian Credit Union, Lou Ferlin, Trans Canada Brewing, Vittorio Rossi, and Johnston Group. Who did that? Oh, we're still live, Kenny. You gotta take us. <laughs>